0: and gentlemen, welcome to uh, Building Babellion, episode 5, episode cinco, episode cinque. That's Ooh, okay. 5 in Italian for those of you out there who didn't know that. But yeah, this is episode 5. I'm here with our guest, Kalila Jonee. <laughs> please tell me I said your last name right
1: oh my god I will tell you that's my stage <laughs> presence it's not actually it's my middle name my last what? name is Jones yeah my name's is Kalila uh. Jones um Kalila Jones Jones to many people they don't okay. know it's the middle name is Janae but yes mm. I got um a letter in the mail from someone who made me a custom piece and right. they said Kalila Janae and I was like oh wait like I like that, so it's my Instagram yeah, now. Yeah, you know. but now you know. Dang,
0: yeah. I always wish my middle name was cool enough for me to like use it as an alias. Yeah, but,
1: it flows really yeah. It
0: does really Thank flow. You. Thank you. Well, this is a good segue into you know you introducing yourself. Yeah. Do you have you know any aliases? What are your pronouns? Where are you from? Etc. Etc. Etc.
1: Any aliases? I mean. I don't know, not necessarily. Yeah, what do they call you in the streets? I feel like yeah, <laughs> I, have some, <laughs> I have some nicknames, of uh-huh. course. You know, like KJ, KJJ, Khalil mm. Jones Jones, I was saying. Right. Um, but Or Khalilers. That was my uh, Instagram for a while. <laughs> I was sad to part with it. People mm. call me Khalilers. On TikTok, I'm Khalilers. So I do like that one. So right. That can catch on. Lelers, <laughs> um, But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just... In the streets, I don't really go there. I'm a the body, but raised in West Philly, you know, um, in the Delco area. So, going mm-hmm. to Temple, I've really, you know, just been around. And so, it's really cool just right. to, you know, good to explore where I grew up on my own, you know, yeah. confidence a bit. And um, yeah, my pronouns, I go by she, her, they, them, mm-hmm. whichever for you, mix it up, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just think as like a future, a potential future educator, I really want to create an environment, not only for myself, but for other people, to like right. have kids like see themselves expressed in the people they're learning from and just like have other people practicing these things and getting more familiar with this language so that when you go right. for someone who, it does really matter, like you are prepared, right? you know? Right. So that's cool, that's cool. Yeah. 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 That's a little bit about me. All that's
0: right, about me. Mm-hmm. How Have you been spending your summer? What nice have you been doing? Summer.
1: Well, I will tell you um, that I have been working on some crochet commissions back in May. I um, relaunched my website. Mm-hmm. and so I've been doing commissions and that's been really interesting. Now that I'm vaccinated, I right. have been like getting outside, seeing um, friends, like going to places with like my mom and stuff and what else I'm doing a summer class as well Mm. you know just have a gen ed I need to catch up on because I added like I was saying the art ed concentration to my major I declared a fibers major this spring as well
0: nice nice
1: really just doing all those different things being my own boss creating my own adventure Mm. and just getting ready to move and like I guess, like, a week and a half now. That's pretty crazy. The summer's right. going so fast. The summer
0: is flying by. And We're almost in August. Yeah,
1: that's crazy. And yeah. I feel like, I don't know, I feel like it's been an interesting summer. It wasn't right. really what I was expecting, but I think I've had some interesting growth in ways that I wasn't expecting for myself. And I, it's not always, it hasn't always been easy, but I'm really grateful for those circumstances in which, you know... Mm they allowed me to grow
0: right you know yeah the summer is definitely a good time to just reflect it's a good time to you know kind of check in with yourself right right like how have I changed since the school year right you're not you don't have school to worry about you don't have any of these outside influences that you're usually dealing with Mm
1: -hmm. For for sure for sure for
0: sure so do you usually try and take on more projects during the summer since you have more free time
1: um, Compared I think to the school it, year? It depends because, you know, I've always kind of been a creative person, but it was mm. very much the kind of thing where I was a, a junior and it was the spring. And it was at that point that I was like, oh, like art school is a thing. Like maybe I could go there. So I've never really had like the art kind of thing be so heavily incorporated into my schedule. Right. And so I will admit that now that it is, the modes of thinking and the ways i'm creating do kind of kind of change with like these off seasons versus these like on seasons or whatever with school. So i think things i learned in school i've carried with me into this summer, but mm-hmm. like i've this is a very creative summer. I've not really made um, you know, this much art or like this many crochet pieces before. So this is definitely like a new um endeavor. And of course, i always feel like i could be doing more, but right I think something very special is I often have, um, you know, like the imagination, but I don't always have the motivation. And so for right now to feel like I'm in the spot where I have a lot of new ideas, but also the motivation to try things out. Mm-hmm. I'm really grateful to have the summer to like really lean into them because I've never really had just Completely open time right. to do those things. There's always been something else, whether it's school or yeah. like a summer job or just like family stuff. And so to really just right now be able to do, you know, again, like what I'm able to do right, has been really interesting.
0: Yeah, for sure. So when it comes to your ideas, when it comes to, you know, creating, crocheting, how do you usually find inspiration?
1: Yeah, I think it comes from From all over. Um, mm. For example, I'll give you a little sneak peek of what I want my first collection to be. Uh-huh. I want it to be inspired by this color palette I learned about freshman year in color theory where it's like split combo, complementary, and so right. I want to use those color palettes to make like sets of pieces and so I was really just brainstorming the other day like with these colors what could I make and like kind of thinking outside of the box Mm. you know with different shapes and different forms and just again with like growing my um my social media presence this summer I've like gotten Mm -hmm. to talk to different people I've gotten different missions that have just um, inspired me to think of things that I might not have thought about on my own or to, like, kind of talk right, out things right. that I've been thinking about. It's just kind of really informed by what's around me and, like, who am I talking to? Yeah. I, I really am very interested in, like, the process just for, like, whatever people are doing and, like, explaining what I'm doing. And I feel like those conversations mm-hmm. just stimulate what I'm able to make or what I could think about making.
0: Right. Yeah, so when you take commissions, you probably, you say you do, like, a consultation, right? So people yeah. come to you with an idea.
1: Yeah. How does that go? And that's new, too, and that's been interesting because I will maybe open Procreate and, like, sketch some things right. or I'll just ask different questions. And, like, people have come with ideas, like, for things I wouldn't have thought about. Like, I've been making a lot of um, hat-based yeah. commissions. and that was not really something I had been doing for a while mm. and something that's really opened the door is like someone wanted a mushroom hat and we worked through right. all these different kind of ways to do it and uh. then we settled on two different ones and that has also just like opened up my thinking about like what could a hat be and like yeah you know if it's like a novelty hat or a really large hat or right like, you know like your basic hat and I think that was also really good For just expanding Mm -hmm. my idea of, like, what am I capable of making, you know? Right. So definitely those conversations.
0: Yeah. And I noticed a lot of your art is wearable, which I really, really enjoy. Like, how's that been exploring that avenue? When did you get into it? Et cetera, et cetera.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean... I don't know exactly when mm. I got into it, but I think I switched between different kinds of things. But wearable has definitely been in, on my mind since um, high school. I will like, think yeah. of different like costumes or things that I would maybe one day like to make. Like Since I was a kid, I was thinking about those things. And so mm. I guess wearable has always been on my mind and it's now kind of something that I'm I've gotten to the level where I'm able to lean into it right you know more and just kind of the courses I'm taking at Tyler or like this one kind of wearable art class that I took Mm. in high school where we did different jewelry and explore like how are we making art that then can adorn our bodies right
0: Um, right
1: yeah yeah.
0: yeah, that's very cool.
1: But, you know, I don't really always think of it as art. So thank you for
0: yeah for saying that. No, I think like, yeah, I've been thinking a lot about, you know, like fashion and how the things you wear can speak so much to who you are on the inside and what you stand for and what mm-hmm. you want people mm-hmm. to see. And like, I love the idea of like using art that you create yourself as like a means of adorning your body, like you said. Yeah, I think that's super cool, absolutely. super dope.
1: I think it ties into how I feel about my hair mm. and starting there and kind of those things I was doing right earlier this year with my um, Black History Month project on hair and kind of mm. like making my hair the art.
0: Right. Just
1: like like you said, like expressing yourself through this like exterior medium right. and, like being the art. There really is art all around us. You're right, Josh. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah and let's talk about that for a second so how does your identity right as a person of color sort of influence the art that you create and the ways you i don't know express that art or wear that art
1: Mm, i think it definitely affects the way that i make art not only from the way that i'm experiencing the world in a Mm. unique way from like a lot of i went to um a predominantly white school for many many years mm, and so feel that kind of the experiences <laughs> that I just had outside mm-hmm. of school were unique to a lot of my peers but also the ones that I was having in school were unique to that of a lot of my neighbors and so it's kind of this these two kind of worlds that I bring together yeah and like the things that I've been able to learn and the people I've been able to meet very much are informed by that kind of access to opportunity mm. but also just like that, um, that setting, you know, and kind of now that I'm in Tyler, I have been able to meet different people and kind of explore the city. And like through that, I have been exposed to other black artists who are kind of doing things and a bit older and a bit more established and getting in conversation with them and mm-hmm. making those connections has also informed my art. But I think just also like my personality as a person too, just the right. things that are important to me um inform my art and I think for me like things that are very important in whatever I'm making is just like using colors like use of color color mm. makes me very happy inside mm. um, comfort is something that during quarantine has become very important with like all of those 3D forms that I was making right and then kind of just like being able to see myself in the work when I was in a real um digital art era I was mm. Kind of looking Era. into like <laughs> 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 how can I use these colors and this like technology again that I've been given access to because of right. the spaces I was in, right. and kind of you know like put black people in it, you know, yes. or just kind of hint at it, you know, because the work for a while it was using different colors like people's skin would be teal, their hair would be purple, mm. but it's like something about the way I was drawing it, you would still know that this is a person of color, and, like, right? Kind of creating you know that space for myself mm. in the, the art world and also just in you know like i've been saying like seeing myself and letting other people see themselves right because especially you know like growing up for us like where were we seeing ourselves right and what we like to do
0: yes for sure yeah representation is so key it's so, so key, key because you know
1: all representation is not good representation
0: also true so i'm also, also very, very
1: mindful of that as well it's like right. a little bit of a pressure sometimes of yeah. what am i putting out there because you know a lot of things you know they just slap you know a queer person out there or like a right. person and like boom boom job done slap on the wrist but um, right it's like what are you then saying with those narratives like what are you actually saying exactly
0: yeah yeah and as black artists i feel like you you don't necessarily have to like take a stance or you know be yeah, all about representation I know what you're
1: saying. but
0: there's definitely you're in a position where you can influence a lot of people with the stuff that you're creating and the art that you're making and it's an opportunity it's it an really opportunity it's
1: an opportunity right you know to like kind of inform people of new things but At least for me, sometimes it's also a little daunting where, especially Mm. with just the past year and like all of us in the house and all the things happening in the world, feeling like sometimes that I ought to be taking a stance or something or ought to be more vocal about things, especially just like on social media and like whatever the whole social media activism thing. But I mean, it's like people at the end of the day aren't always seeing everything that you do and they don't know what you're doing like right. off that account or like on a different um account yeah you know? like at the end of the day it's like away from the screen I can't you know always educate everyone mm. but I do like to educate myself you know right so it's like still that balance though especially like I could only imagine for people like Beyonce yeah <laughs> like oh my god sure <laughs> the Beyonce right. moment to right. to you know um Make that work that you're doing mm-hmm. public, you know, mm-hmm. or to like encourage other people, you know, right? For like sure, balancing those two things, I feel like is something people of color in this day and age have to be mindful of, yeah, whether we want to or not,
0: yeah, absolutely, especially as
1: artists and creatives, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, because they'll drag you. They'll drag you.
1: Oh, I'm on Twitter. Yes, the gr- they will. The gr- <laughs> <I've> <laughs> Twitter, <seen it>.
0: <laughs> ruthless. <laughs> black Twitter don't play, Josh. Black Twitter does not mess around.
1: Mm-mm, mm-mm. But um,
0: yeah. Speaking on black issues, you incorporate um a lot of your artwork into your hair, which I really, really, really love as oh, well. Thank you. So creative. But like, speak on that a little bit. When'd you start? Like, yeah.
1: I think it's been a very kind of recent thing for me and it's so mm. interesting because I feel like with going to college and everything, it kind of happened then and that people who know me now, they're just thinking of it like that's like my whole person. But, you know, I grew up with like the press and curl like like everybody else. Like right. I looked very different um, physically like up until maybe like 2019. Yeah. And I think in cutting my hair off mm. senior year that I had to then learn different ways and kind of um and having that little bit of honestly separation from my parents like just being mm. able to be a little bit more of myself and kind of um think about like a lot of the narratives that you right. know I was told when like I was a kid about like other people like having like colorful hair like tattoos yeah and art, and kind yeah of just leaning in and I'm still leaning in you know it's like not even full form yet right just what it means (laughs) to be myself and then as I do that Mm -hmm. finding like such joy in that in that expression and always thinking what else could I do like how like you said the word adorn like how can I adorn my body through my hair how I think my hair definitely does say a bit about how I'm feeling too, like like how it's done, did I just put it up in a bun? Yeah. <laughs> but definitely, um, mm. I just think it's something so special, it's like, because, you know, for so long, it's like, are you really told that your natural hair mm. is beautiful? I've listened to mm. a lot of podcasts when I was doing research on my hair project, and, you know, mm. talking, people talking about um, just in the office, like, how you're allowed to wear your hair in certain spaces, or like little girls in school getting disciplined for just kind of wearing their hair right. when you know other girls come back from like the Bahamas. Uh, yeah. like <laughs> <been laughs> <quite long laughs> <again. The laughs> cultural
0: appropriation. Um,
1: and just that constant, like, kind of censorship of black and brown bodies, where when people who are not in those groups do it, they are kind of idolized. Right. You know? And so just right. kind of not only owning up to that thing that makes you who you are, like, mm. as a, like, a black woman in this world, but also kind of, you know, really owning it is something that I'm I'm slowly trying to do and, like, get better right. at it. Especially just, you know, like, being in college, being my own person, I have to um, mm. do my own hair. My mom's not going to
0: do yeah. it anymore. <laughs> yeah.
1: And so kind of just oh doing it my way and, like, not being afraid to do it my way you know I was a little afraid to dye it um, a different color this Mm. week because again of like what other people think what my parents would think those narratives Mm. but I realized I can't you know be my full self if I'm not my full self so I'm trying to lean in and I'm really curious what could be next you know like we talked about back in February during our interview what is the future of black hair
0: yeah oh my god yeah and like identity is I feel like as a black artist is very important especially because I feel like for me I'm always trying to figure out how can I incorporate these aspects of my identity into the things I create so that I can Create representation that's authentic mm. and that you know people can see that and sort of take inspiration from that. Um, but yeah, yeah, definitely, identity is so, is so core, definitely. Um, let's talk about your hair project as well. That sure. you made like a quilt, a nine block quilt. <laughs>
1: yes, I made a nine block digital quilt mm. that was, yeah, like you said, inspiration. I'm constantly finding artists these days that i am inspired by and this year's inspiration for my project was bisa butler and she makes Mm. physical quilts again using all those colors they're so beautiful and so Mm. vibrant and just kind of telling black stories through her medium you know Mm. and kind of again with the research i was doing um the heritage of like quilting um and just the black community and like slavery and everything. Mm-hmm. And so, thinking about like how can I use that history of storytelling using these like kind of modern tools and like my own yeah. wheelhouse to tell this story. And so, every year since I was 17, I believe, I've done a digital project in February and I try to make it something different every year. Mm. And this year, I really wanted to switch it up because i always do portraits but going yeah. kind of again to art school i've like expanded my idea of right. what is a portrait and so in a way this quilt is a self-portrait it is me yeah. but i'm not in it you know well, yeah well i'm in one of them kind of <laughs> <laughs> but it's like through these items i'm showing people myself and mm. my story and so I like the idea of the self-portrait that doesn't have the face in it. Yeah. And so through these these nine pieces, I was kind of chronicling what I can remember and what I've learned about my hair. You know, like starting with barrettes and beads and things mm. from being a little girl to like the last piece kind of being with like going to the salon to get my hair dyed, you know? Yeah. And just like all this stuff in between um, and just like watching movies, reading mm-hmm. things. And something else I was doing was just like talking to other people over Zoom mm. and learning their stories and like yeah. what was your hair your hair story, your history, you know? Yeah. And you were you were one of them, Josh. Yeah, yeah that was a great was. conversation poop, poop, poop. too. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my mom keeps asking, "Are is the world going to get to hear these conversations?" Oh wow! I don't know yet. Mm-hmm. i don't know because i don't i'm not really an editor but i really right. just wanted them i wanted this record yeah a you know, little solange moment little seat at the table <laughs> right. moment, just getting these audios of people so dear to me and kind of reflecting with them and growing from them and you know maybe one day they will make it out into the world
0: yeah i hope so stay tuned stay <laughs> yeah tuned.
1: stay stay tuned. <laughs>
0: Um, let's backtrack a little bit because Mm -hmm. I'm just realizing I didn't really properly introduce you. (laughs) What is your major? What school do you go to? Oh
1: oh my God. (laughs) Okay. So this spring I declared a fiber material studies major with an art ed concentration. It's going to take five years. So I will actually graduate in the spring of 2024. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dang. And wh- where do I go to school? Where am I doing this Fibers yeah. Maker? I'm doing it at Temple University's Tyler School of Art and mm. Architecture.
0: Ooh. Yes. Yes. Yeah, shout out to Tyler. Shout yes. out to Temple University, baby. Hoot, hoot. <laughs> Hi, guys. We're back. Um, yes. Short little intermission. You might have experienced a little a weird little edit there. Um, That's because um, we had to reset the camera. But it's okay, because we're back on track now with the next question. Are you ready, Kalila? I'm
1: ready. Yes.
0: So, you're a fiber and...
1: Material studies. And
0: material studies major. If you could choose any other major, what would you pick? Or would you pick one?
1: Mm, I was actually thinking about this when I saw your questions. I... Mm came into Tyler undeclared, but I Mm. was thinking I was going to do graphic design. And so last year I actually was prepping, you know, to be a graphic design major and Mm. I was doing, not to toot my horn, but I was doing pretty good. You know, I was like on track, but it just wasn't the kind of thing that was making me feel inspired or making me feel happy. Mm. And so I kind of fibers was like the other choice the other choice in major yeah. um i took this intro class and i just really um, loved it and the things that i could do when i thought well i have no idea what i'm gonna do with the fiber and material studies major but mm-hmm. you know college it's a lot of money and you've got a lot of resources <laughs> right here yeah. i might as well just lean in to the experiences that i could have right yeah. now today and you know the next i don't know however many years right And just kind of do stuff. Mm. So, yeah. And I think I'm very happy and I'm very excited to be joining the Fibers program. um, Right. Because, you know, I'm more of an illustrator than kind of um, the brand identity thing. And Mm. a lot of my peers are very talented. I'm very excited to see what they're going to do Mm. in the GADE program.
0: Wow. Yeah, that's another question. So at the Tyler School of Art, you're obviously surrounded by like a bunch of creative people. Mm-hmm. Do you find that you're encouraged to sort of work with these people? Or are you more are you more somebody who likes to work by themselves? Does it change
1: mm. over time? I think that I'm definitely someone who benefits from collaboration. And mm. again, that conversation and explaining of ideas. Right and being around people, something that was hard, of course, was Zoom, Mm -hmm. is that we didn't have studio time together Mm -hmm. or really that time to be on the side, kind of working and talking about um, what we were thinking or like getting critiques along the way. Because, you know, I'm gonna be honest with you, Josh, like going Mm -hmm. to art school, sometimes there's some some idea stealers. But a lot of the times, like, it can be very encouraging to talk to other people about your ideas and get those critiques, those affirmations. Mm. But also through that process, you can discover something completely different that you want to do that you might not have thought about on, like, the first rendition or, like, on the day the project was assigned. So I think for me personally, it's been really helpful talking to other people because, again, it's, like, not an environment that I've gotten to be in before. It mm. was very exciting, but also a little overwhelming freshman year to be yeah. around so many art kids. I, I was like, imagine. I need a little break now. Right, right. <laughs> I'd go back to my dorm, because I just wasn't used to it. I, You know, in my school, I was the art kid, yeah. You know? Right, right. So now, everyone's there.
0: Mm-hmm for sure yeah i remember when i was a freshman as well like coming into the film program all these film majors i was like what Yeah,
1: especially people who've been doing it for years yes (laughs) i just kind of started randomly drawing Mm. on my ipad because my friend found this program and they Mm -hmm. were like yo like look at this and just trying that like Because I had the iPad for school. Open those doors. Yeah. Honestly, sometimes I'm like, I don't know what (laughs) major I was going to be in if I hadn't had that kind of catalyst, you know? Yeah. Because some people really knew for years. They've been like doing Mm -hmm. art, doing studios. They can like whip out a still life. I have not really had that background. And it was something where like art is very enriching to me, but I just didn't have that, you know, that push. Right. So, yeah, it's very interesting going to Tyler. You meet people who it's like art is their whole life forever. Right. And people who are kind of in a similar boat to me where it's very new.
0: Yeah, I can imagine. So, speaking of like that catalyst moment, did you have that? Was there, can you think back to like the time where you thought, yeah, like I want to pursue this in the future? Mm-hmm. I mean, you came in undeclared, so.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think it was definitely, um, that spring of Mm. junior year after I'd done my first edition of the, um, the Black History Month project, Mm. I began doing these portraits, and it's when I started doing those that I was really getting into drawing more regularly and, like, um a little bit more in depth to what I was doing because before I was just kind of making these little sticker guys mm. um, and just doodling, <laughs> you know. And so I think uh. that was the moment when I was just like, oh, like this is interesting for me. And then of course that summer, like visiting colleges and visiting these other art schools and kind of like just showing them um, the kind of stuff, you know, that I'd made an art class or that I mostly right. just made with myself for myself and just being like yeah you can do that here yeah yeah this is fine (laughs) because I was just like well okay then like maybe Mm -hmm. I'll go to art school yeah and it really just was in 2018 just I was like yeah well let me give this a try and see right see where it goes and I'm really I think I'm really happy yeah being at Tyler of course because I didn't know I didn't know I was gonna go to Temple I didn't think I I didn't want to go to Temple for a while but I'm really glad I did (laughs) yeah Hey, shout out to that Yes, Yes, yes. Yeah.
0: Did you feel like your family supported your like college choices or your major?
1: Yeah, I think my mom definitely um is the most supportive, especially mm. too during the time when I decided I don't want to do graphic design. Mm. I was actually considering transferring, you know, to a school that wow. did have an illustration specific. Program yeah, and she she was also very just supportive of that as well. And you know, in the end, I found the fibers program, and I am happy that I'm still at Temple. But just mm. with these changes, she's been very supportive. You know, she recently bought a piece from my shop. Hey, you know, she's always stealing my stuffies <laughs> and being like, "This is mine now." Oh wow! And just yeah, it's very um affirming to have that support from my mom and you know sometimes she wishes that she'd seen that I was so into art sooner yeah you know and kind of um wow. encourage that the way that like you know my she's helping my brother with his passions and music mm. it's like his was just this like stronger thing you yeah. know mine was kind of just like everyone doesn't know about the arts they like think of it as a hobby yeah instead of a career but For she's sure. definitely even, like, just letting me stay home this summer and just crochet on the couch. Right. Very supportive, definitely, yeah. my mom. is a big support in my life, just in everything. Mm.
0: That's so cool. And I think that's so important to have, as an artist, like, a good support system, especially from your family. It's true. Yeah. It's true. But like,
1: everyone, really, they don't, oh they, i don't think all of them exactly know what i do right when I came to my dad's house he was like can you paint some like stuff on the wall showing me youtube so i was like oh no <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> you know he, i just just letting me be me and i think that's yeah. very special but yeah yeah
0: for sure yeah i don't think my mom knows what i'm doing in school (laughs) like if i I knew (laughs) what i was
1: doing (laughs) honestly
0: even more true yeah
1: i think i'm taking sewing this fall don't know what's gonna happen but it was on the elective list so it'll it'll, it'll happen it'll happen
0: right so you don't even you dabble in a lot of other art forms do you have like a favorite
1: yes i would say you know i didn't always know it could be an mm. art form but there are definitely people who identify as crochet artists or like right. soft sculpture artists and i think especially too because of like how i grew up crocheting has always been um very important to me and i will speak on that more mm. but i just like picking up different stuff i like collage mm. you know the digital thing a dabble right um, and just kind of whatever I can get my hands on. I just think I have these themes that show up throughout my work and I'm Mm. always, I don't know, I'm always picking up something and then kind of dropping it. (laughs) But just kind of how to visually express myself Mm. is kind of like this ongoing journey. Even with like, I don't know how to do a full face of makeup but I'm getting really into just like throwing colors on my eyes and doing stuff. And even my mom, those have really grown on her as well. Mm. My grandma, she's got some words, but (laughs) she's going to be 81 tomorrow. So, Mm. you know, it's not, it's not bullying. She just doesn't get it. She (laughs) likes it though. I know she does. Oh, wow. But yeah, I think at the end of the day, um, crocheting is like just so near and dear to my heart. It's been literally a part of my life since I was a newborn. Um, Mm. My Gigi crocheted and just kind of when she passed away she left this like big legacy behind right of like just providing comfort for others and kind of that sense of community just making granny squares yeah for just our family and just people who needed them right and so um she lived with us for a while when I was in middle school and so I spent one summer just every day going to her room and just spending hours with her and that kind of Also inspired me to like take this thing I learned when I was nine and like get into it Mm. more.
0: I'm like shedding a tear. (laughs) Okay. I know, like I like talking about it. That's such a heartwarming story.
1: I don't think about it much, (laughs) but when I do, I'm like, wow, because like I learned when I was in fourth grade because I wanted to impress her at the next function, you know. And then (laughs) living with her, I wanted to like try it more because I wanted to be like her. I wanted to impress her, and then when she passed away, it was kind Mm. of like. I'm never crushing again. But then mm. something happened one day where I was like, "No, I have to." Like something's telling me I have to yeah. and kind of becoming this way to like honor her and her memory in a way, and yeah. I feel like it's getting to this point where I'm like, "I hope she can see because I feel like I've kind of stepped into my own thing and maybe making my my own legacy question." Mark right.
0: <laughs> right. Of
1: just like no question mark. Me. Like, no question know. mark. Like, just kind of doing my thing and wow. Just yeah, like Even still, like, I keep this blanket that she made um, on my headboard. And when I'm in Mm. Zoom and stuff, people are like, oh, just assuming I made it. But it's hers. And it's just this source of comfort for me. Wow. So, yeah, I think it's just crocheting. I'm really glad now to know that it's something that I can do. And especially with quarantine and everything, it's getting quite popular. (laughs) I will tell you, in middle school, people call me crochet queen. But there were a couple Mm. grandmas out there. A couple reading it being like crotcheting and I was like no 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 it's crochet so <laughs> crochet, it's kind of a long way from those days and it's yeah. kind of cool now to like be able to lean into it mm. and like really see where it goes because it's it's very near and dear to me and it's been a part of my life for like a long time now like right probably probably around like a decade now who <laughs> that's crazy so it's crazy that now I'm really I feel like I'm really hitting a stride right now so yeah that's most the question about my art form? Yeah. yeah, I think that I do a lot of stuff, but that one is my favorite. Right. It's my favorite.
0: Okay, so when did you start selling your work?
1: Mm, I would say that was actually a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. I used to do this yearly sale in high school, and that was when I was making hats. I was like in an animal hat era there. Yeah. So it's interesting to come <laughs> back to hats now because yeah. I thought that was, was done. I'm kind of enjoying it though, so right. it's neat. Yeah. But, yeah, I was, I, hmm, how do I explain this story, too? I hope you're ready for this one as well. I'm ready. I (laughs) had taken violin lessons for a long time, and it was when I stopped freshman year Mm. that I learned the school had been paying for them all that time, and I learned how much Mm. those lessons were, and it became very real, and so... I just wanted to do something kind of like as a thank you, but also to raise money for like, you know, like other kids on financial aid yeah. like me who might want to do some, some, you know, some music. Mm-hmm. So I was just started doing that as a way to like kind of raise money for the music program. And mm. I would also like the whole fair was raising money for the school. And so um, I was like, make sure this goes to music. And mm. so that was my first um, time vending when I was in ninth grade and that was pretty wow. cool. Like, definitely um sold the stuff dirt cheap. Everything was ten dollars. I did not know <laughs> right. how the value of my work. I'm still stuff. trying to figure that yeah. out right now. But you know, like people really liked it, and so I came back the next. What is that? Three years, and mm. every year I kind of like did something different, and you could kind of see my growth. Yeah. As like a. Um, with my crocheting, doing those things, and mm. I kind of missed it, um, you know, the first year out of high school, like, being able to do that sale and see those people, so I right. would like to vend again one day. Mm. Mm-hmm. So this is really my first experience with, like, the whole online thing, Yeah. And shipping. Shipping was something I learned this year, because I've always right. done like, you know, local, like, people I know. Yeah. So definitely shipping is something new. Mm. But yeah, I've done a, I've sold a couple things here or there. Yeah, you know, I'm still on the, the up and up. I'm still new, right, right. But yeah, that's my my experience with selling stuff.
0: Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. I... Oh my god, was it scary at first?
1: It was <laughs> at least with your
0: online shop
1: a little daunting at first with my online shop especially just like i kept going back to like how am i gonna do shipping and like just like reading all these things watching these videos and Mm. just kind of walking luckily i live five minutes from the the post office in my neighborhood Mm. um shout out craig from the usps (laughs) shout out craig if you're watching this which (laughs) it might be a little weird (laughs) yeah i don't think he knows that i know his name (laughs) Um, I saw his name tag. I'm always doing that. I'm reading people's name tags mm. and then saying it when I like leave as a way to mask how like anxious I am. Mm. And people will be like, do you know them? I'm like, no. <laughs> oh. oh, wow. But yeah, I was a bit nervous. So I was also nervous, Like, would I even get any sales at mm. all um, from my website? <laughs> you know, especially, I don't have like, I don't want to pay for domains. So yeah. It's not even quite as simple to search you really have to like know about the link mm. but um yeah i have had some sales it's been interesting i had one go out to mm. was it indiana one Ooh. in los angeles Ooh. i have some interest right now for for canada oh. So that's pretty neat okay I, the power international yeah i know <laughs>
0: That's on globalization. That's on a world yes. economy.
1: Yes. I mean, if the shipping rates weren't so high, I'd have it going to Brazil. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, those shipping rates will get you. And mm. I, I understand it because I would not want to pay $30 either. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm. But yeah, from, I think, yeah, if I can like segue into that, like social media has been really a helpful tool yeah. in kind of getting um, – my business, I guess, like, off off the ground. Because, you know, I had um, some people who have known I was crocheting and who were, like, waiting for mm-hmm. to know. But I've also, like, had a lot of, of new through social media and through yeah. kind of becoming more engaged with social media this summer than I was in the past Mm. And kind of posting more regularly, um, making reels. I was like, I don't really know what a reel is. Yeah. I feel like Instagram tries to be every other app. For and sure. does it Better somehow. Like oh. first they were Snapchat, and they were kind of being better at Snapchat than Snapchat. Loki,
0: the Instagram stories. Yes,
1: with the stories <laughs> and just being able to like send those pictures. I like on Instagram how mm. you like can see the last thing that you said in the corner to someone. That is mm. very helpful. And just like kind of their integration with with other apps. But that's a segue. But I discovered Reels this summer. Mm. And I I don't know. I had this one that like got a couple hundred K views. I don't know how. But that's really what like doubled (laughs) my following. And like got like people internationally who were like (laughs) wanting to see my stuff. And so I don't have like, a lot, a lot of followers, but I feel like I have, like, a nice network now of people who are, like, liking my work and, like, commenting on my stuff, and it really just kind of, like, gives me inspiration, but also keeps me going a little bit, having this interest of people being like, I love your work, and i was like, that's just my silly little thing, (laughs) please, but yeah, I do... I do the whole, I do the Instagram thing. Mm. I try the TikTok thing. It's just Mm. fun. At the end of the day, I just like to have fun. And I Mm. think the most humbling thing about it is people accepting me just for being myself. Mm. You know, I'm a little quirky, a little cute. Yeah. (laughs) But just being able to be myself and have people be positively receptive of that. Yeah. Um, I think that is the most important thing because, Mm. you know, capitalism, it's got a, it's got a tight grip on us all. Right. But if you can really just, at least for right now, just kind of do it your own way and not be like committed to it. You know, I feel like I could still like put it down, you know? Mm. It's not like I have to do it. Right. It's just fun right now.
0: Yeah. You made a, um title of the creator art piece you made a little made a little digital digital art piece yes i assume do you find that musicians inspire you
1: mm. in your work yes 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 yes, yes. i well, i'm not even a cab one of my biggest inspirations mm. in the past year with quarantine has been this artist um named Toby Lou no capitals i, I love, love toby, toby lou, lou <laughs> i'm not usually a stan person right. but something about his music and not only his music but his visuals, his forehead puffs. Like mm, I just, mm. the, it really spoke to me. And also the kind of things thinking about like all these colors and like cartoons right. and these peppy happy lyrics. But when you're listening, some of it is actually quite sad. Yeah. You know, and kind of feeling like I'm a person who everyone thinks is very bubbly, very happy, mm-hmm. but I have an anxiety disorder yeah. and I'm often kind of like very overwhelmed by the world and started leaning into artwork as well, like digitally that kind of conveyed those not so happy feelings but it's still very upbeat very colorful mm. and i think he is definitely just one of my creative inspirations i've actually done like a couple different pieces inspired by mm. his work um but just too, just like with the whole portrait thing and then recently with like the title of the creator piece right just i'll like listen to music or i'll like a different artist's kind of like album or anything, and mm. just for like the practice and everything. Especially when I was getting started, I just draw them and I would like trying to come up with like yeah. compositions. But for sure, um, Toby Lou is a big inspiration, and the artist who does his work, mm. um, Meech, she's really awesome mm. as well. We actually had a little exchange on Twitter one when I did what? my Halloween project inspired by her artwork of wow. his albums. It's just very crazy. The internet man, like what you what you can do? Toby totally yeah. saw the one piece and he left an emoji. I was like, fangirl so up. hard. <laughs> she just it was like a Yo. shook face emoji, just like <gasps> I was like, <laughs> Hello, Mr. Ayami, I'm so jealous. <laughs> but um yeah, if I could see him in concert one day, that'd be really wow. cool. That'd yeah. be really cool. Definitely. Just everything around me like Mm. music i'm listening to people i'm talking to being Mm. in nature it's Mm. like there's inspiration that can really come from everywhere
0: for sure for sure yeah so i'd like to talk about at least your creative process so my
1: favorite question yeah
0: (laughs) when you have an idea like how do you approach like getting that into the real world
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. sometimes I really just kind of go for it Mm. but a lot of times recently in the past year I have started with a sketch like whether it's on procreate or Mm. in this journal that I keep and I use crayola crayons I will like think up what is in my mind and kind of draw it out it can be very like rudimentary Mm. and just from there like think about feelings color is there a message is there no message yeah. you know Ooh. size you know like what is around sometimes i'll just rearrange the yarn that i have mm. in different orientations and like just seeing different colors together yeah. makes me think about different things yeah um and you're like good talking to people and kind of just through that kind of piecing together what i want to do Mm-hmm. um is there any prep work i don't really use a lot of patterns anymore mm. but um i do work a lot based on just picture i would just look at lots and lots and lots of pictures and right. like be like how would this look in my in my style like well, yeah. i don't know if i have some like whatever i like to do with my shapes yeah is what i'll do you know look at a lot of pictures um draw some pictures and mm. just kind of experiment you know With, like, color and stuff. Especially with my my plushies. I love Mm. them so much. My burbs. The burbs. The burbs. I love the burbs. I just, those will sometimes just come out of nowhere. But Mm. sometimes they come from sketches. And those are so fun. Oh, wow. Yeah, I love talking about the process. It's so fun. (laughs) I like to Uh make TikToks about, like, how did I get from point A to point B.
0: Yeah, what's the usual time span? I guess it depends on, like, the project. It does
1: depend. Like
0: At least for your crocheting um, stuff.
1: Again, speaking to the like reel that was like,
0: pew, yeah,
1: that was like 24 hours. I was feverish wow. with that one. I was, the story, wow. I was taking a nap. I saw this hat in my nap, woke up, drew it with the crayons, mm. wrote some notes, went back to sleep. <laughs> and then afterwards I was like, uh, <laughs> I was up to like. I passed out I was up Dang. super late then after breakfast I was like doo, 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 until it was finished because mm-hmm. I wanted to see where it would go it was looking a little rough for a while like a banana mm. <laughs> but <laughs> oh, wow. in the end I think it was a good first attempt and then of course talking to people I have like edits I'd want to make to it now mm-hmm. so that one was very fast but other times I get bored or I get distracted or I get a new mm-hmm. idea so I'm going to say the timestamp. Is somewhere from like three days to a week.
0: Because
1: mm. if it takes more than that, aside from this one project that I did this summer, I probably will not finish it if it takes more than a week. Right. I have a very like finite attention span for project. Yeah. Around. I always have.
0: That's another I've question. I never made a
1: blanket. I can't do it. It's <laughs> right, long. Right.
0: Right. Wow. So you feel like you struggle on like the finishing end of things. But starting, you're pretty solid.
1: Mm-hmm. I start so many things. I think yeah. we all as artists like start yeah. so many things. Finishing <laughs> right. is the real achievement. You,
0: you feel inspired by nature. Does going I, out help you Seeing that like question this?
1: was very interesting when I was mm. looking at the list because I didn't think about that mm. until I saw that question. I have been in a lot of green spaces. At least on social media, it looks like that. And I yeah. would like to more just in reality because, Mm. um, especially just with quarantine and everything, there's something about being where the blue sky is, something Mm. about the green and the grass and sitting on the blanket and just being outside with friends that is so different from being alone in Mm. my room where I often am, especially in this past year. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. I don't even necessarily think of myself as a naturey person. More so just the circumstances for a long time. Um, we could only link up outside. And right. so parks became the place, the spot, because everyone didn't have a backyard. Yeah. And so through that, I started, you know, hanging out with people there. Sometimes I will try to go um, myself there or, like, bring my crocheting there. Mm. And it is a very nice space. mm yeah.
0: Yeah, how does space or the environment you're in impact the art you create for
1: hmm. the
0: final product?
1: The final product? I guess, like, you know, like, how much space I have around me is kind of dictating, like, what size item I'm going to make. Yeah. You know, like at this point, my room is full of, like, stuffed animals. Right. So I'm like... <laughs> Let me make smaller stuff mm. because that'll fit and it'll also make it more accessible for people to buy as right, well. Right, right. Like again, thinking about like measuring my own work, my own worth. Yeah. So yeah, it really just depends. I'd really mm. like to build something big one day. Mm. Something just big, big, big.
0: Yeah, what would you make? Like a quilt, a blanket? I
1: want to make a soft sculpture.
0: Ooh, what was I just saying?
1: <laughs> you were asking about my soft sculpture. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes, I actually... Um, Started one earlier Mm. this year didn't finish it because Mm. again it's just so big and I just the timeline I have new ideas but in my wildest dreams I'd like to build a big soft sculpture of really anything describe a
0: soft sculpture to me
1: so okay I will it's something I have recently kind of become aware of Mm. it's um, using a soft medium whether it's like a a muleable plastic or Mm. yarn or fabric to make a shape that is familiar. So that shape could really be anything. Yeah. For instance, you could become a soft sculpture. You know, this <laughs> vacuum could be the soft sculpture. It could be something kind of fantastical. It could right. be anything that kind of reflects um reality. Yeah. In, like, you know, craft. Or it could be like anything you imagine. And so that is a very interesting concept for yeah. me. I follow this artist. Yarn girl live and um, <laughs> Shout she just has like since I was in ninth grade, just following her, been so mm. inspirational. Seeing like she builds big and yeah. like uses a lot of colors and just what was her her big one this like giant ice cream cone that looked wow. like it was melting wow. and just like kind of that expanded what i knew crocheting to be yeah and so i would really just like to do that and yeah. what was i what was i building oh i was building a plug and play mm. mm-hmm. because it, it's again so random just the creative process <laughs> right. i was trying to crochet a lizard burb but it came out looking like a sorry piece. And so then at like 2 a.m. I was like, but what if I put this on something else? It's kind of like a joystick. Oh, my God. I've seen a joystick before. A plug-and-play. What right. if I made a ginormous plug-and-play?
0: Oh. And so what's a plug-and-play?
1: plug-and-play, Josh. I really <laughs> love old TVs so much right now right. because you can put the plug-and-plays in them. There's mm-hmm. this thing from like Jack Specific in 2005 uh-huh. where... You know, you plug it into the audio, you plug it into the visual, put in the batteries, and you're like playing a video game. I have two different Spongebob ones, a Hot Wheels one, and a Namco one with like Pac-Man and like all that stuff. And so the Namco one is the one that's inspiring me. And I recently found it at my house, so now I'm keeping it in my room Mm. as a reference. And I think I want to make a scale model before building big because... You know, before I was just, like, going off pictures during that week, I wanted to make it, and I think it would have gotten confusing.
0: Mm. I love how, and you were speaking on this, how, like, 3D art, like, in a three-dimensional space kind of gives you, or kind of forces you to think outside the box a lot, because you have to, there's so much you can do, so much you can work with, so much you can manipulate, so many things you can represent, like
1: yeah it's literally just like kind of wide open yeah in the past year i think for a while burbs they literally were just (laughs) burbs they were birds Uh and in quarantine i really started expanding that to just like different animals different Mm. shapes and like being like whoa like it could be this word for me that means anything yeah and in my sketchbook it's like burbs they look like Pop tarts, they look like goldfish bags, you know. <laughs> I love that. For my fibers, that fibers class, she really let me do anything. Mm. For my first critique, I made like a like this big, just a baked bean mm. can Excuse with like my
0: stomach.
1: blue <laughs> colors, you know, uh-huh. just like being like, it could be anything and how does it fit in space? How does it look all the way around? And just kind of being okay with knowing I'm not great with sewing or painting. Mm. But I tried it with this project and incorporated it into something I do know, crocheting. Right. And so I still really want to do that with burbs, and I'm thinking about it with my first collection. Just like it could be mm-hmm. anything. Like, how does three D work? Because you know you can draw it, and drawing three dimensional planes also kind of tricky. But yeah. like, When it's oh physical <laughs> and like it's this like scale or like yeah. color material, it does get very real. Right. Real hardcore. Yeah.
0: So tactile too. You have to be so hands on.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And just yeah, my style too. Uh, since my platform's growing people will like ask for patterns I was like I just be doing stuff like I don't know how to tell these these grown-ups like I can't explain it to you because I really just do whatever is creating the shape and it sees it over time and like my pieces I like them to be unique but they also sometimes to a fault are unique because I don't know what I'm doing I just kind of feel it in that moment like what piece can I put here to like make the shape I need to make and I just like that challenge
0: I think we can start wrapping up the podcast excellent let's go to our final questions um first is there a message that you seek to spread as a person of color or just about art in general through your work
1: Mm. um I think that if there was a message it would Mm -hmm. just be like that like i'm here like i exist right you know and just all of my different um intersectional identities you know that those exist too Mm. and kind of like giving myself a voice and like encouraging other people have your voice right you know it doesn't matter like how many um materials you have or like where you start from you can like kind of pursue this thing it may not always go to like you know the stardom level or like yeah. the flame level but if it's making you happy and you can find the time for it you should mm-hmm. do it but I think more than anything with whatever I'm making I like to um, give this idea of comfort and the comfort that mm. I'm finding within myself and being able to share that comfort with other yeah. people yeah, is a big sure. thing for me right now just like comfort and like what does that mean mm
0: yeah i feel like you know in our capitalist society yeah, we right. tend to like turn these hobbies of ours and really just sap the fun from it and we're just like how can i monetize this right. how can i make money exactly. how can i put this out there but like like you said you're having fun with it and i think that should be and i, I like hope i can the keep the fun because yeah. the last
1: thing i want in this world is to hate crochet.
0: yeah do you have any last any last messages any artists out there whoever's watching this
1: um, can I plug my socials? Yes, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I mean you can follow me on Instagram as we said <laughs> at the beginning. <laughs> right, we your score, Janae. <laughs> da, da, da. Um,
0: Caleb, you can put the like little boxes yeah, between the my hands because
1: my da, name da, da. is a little hard to spell. I guess right. Um, then you know there's Khalila crochet just mm. all there on Instagram, uh. <laughs> um, on TikTok. There is Khalilers mm. with a Z.
0: Khalilers.
1: And yeah, I also have an art account, Little Loodle Doodles.
0: Mm. <laughs>
1: but I don't really post on there right now. But mm. it's still there's still some groovy stuff on there. Right. And Lots of course, of stuff. just I don't know.
0: Stay cool, you cool cats and kittens. <laughs> yes, stay cool. Get stay outside. Cool. Go for a walk. Yes. Go for a walk. Go for Drink, a your walk. Drink, Drink your water. Drink your water. Mhm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. All right, that's the end of our podcast. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Shout out to our extra special guest, Kalila Thanks. Jones. Ooh, thank She's you for having dope me. She's awesome. Thank it's you. our pleasure. She makes 3D stuff. Yeah. She also crochets. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's it. Bye. Bye.
1: <laughs>
0: boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom,
1: boom, boom. Okay. I love that ending.